Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Minister for Housing, Owen Murphy, has said it's ultimately fair that if someone turns down two reasonable offers of social housing tenancies within the space of a year, that they won't receive any offers for five years. Not just one, but for five. And responding to a parliamentary question, or parliamentary, did I say parliamentary? Parliamentary question in the door, the Ministry said he was satisfied that if someone does refuse two offers, then it should mean that they're suspended from the list for five rather than the current 12 months uh, under the current system. And although not in force yet, Mr Murphy said he, intend, he intends to introduce and bring this measure forward as part of a comprehensive social housing reform package in the near future. Now, figures obtained by the journal .ie have shown that local authorities have suspended more than 350 applicants for social housing uh, from their waiting list for one year for refusing more than one offer of a home in the last three years. And figures obtained said that over 5,459 applicants have turned down offers of social housing since 2016. That's shocking, isn't it? Now, these are only figures from 28 of the 31 local authorities. Focus Ireland uh, manager Rowan McNamara suggests that the problem with a specific neighbourhood, such as drugs or antisocial behaviour, often leads to reluctance among families to actually want to move there. And he said it's one of the most common reasons for refusal. Now, we've talked about the other common re- reasons for refusal. Not close enough to a school, not close enough to me mother, uh, not close enough to me crash, not close enough to me favourite pub. Uh, all those kind of things. Um, But I want to know what you think. And according to the figures obtained under the Freedom of Information Act, 370 uh, housing applicants turned down multiple offers since 2016. That's around 7% of the total number of those who had refused. And Melissa Murphy was asked by Fianna Fáil's John Curran on what basis he had made the decision to switch the sanction from one year to five years if they refuse uh, more, uh, more social houses. He said that the current sanction wasn't working. And it wasn't uh, obviously as much as a deterrent as it should be, but the five-year time period would be a better deterrent. And also, he said, it was provided they turned down reasonable offers. So I want to know what you think of his plan. The uh, new five-year sanction, Murphy said, would be a measured step. And I want to think if you think, or I want to know if you think his plan is right. Personally, I believe it should be one refusal, and then you're off the list for five years. You should be allowed to refuse one house. I, even th- I just don't even understand why people refuse one house. But anyway, if you've no other house, what are you supposed to do? And you refuse a house. Off the list, I believe, for five years. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. What do you think? Do you agree with a five-year sanction for those who refuse social housing? Yes, you think it's a good idea. Or no, you think it's a crap idea. And the one year is enough of a punishment. Let me know what you think. Yes or no. Is the sanction a good idea to ban people from the housing list for five years for turning down houses? Let me know what you think. Uh, 87 188 That's 87 188 Bernie, you're on Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. How are you today? Three crows have just died in my garden from that rendition of South Africa that you sang. <laughs> I brush the rains down in Africa. <laughs> I'm deaf. I need hearing. <laughs> did you, um, did you not like my singing, Barry? You know? No, it's lovely. It's really nice. Yeah. Could you sing it better than me? Could you? <laughs> oh, oh uh, no. <laughs> give it a give it a no. bow. Do you know the words? No. Um. No, not really. No. Okay. But listen. Um. Sorry. Just had to throw that in. Um. Going back to the topic. Um. It depends, you know, five years to me sounds a bit harsh. I know they're desperate for housing, but, you know, is it another five years they're going to have to live, say, in a hotel accommodation 
or, you know, some of the areas that they might end up in could be quite, you know, drug infested. We've heard a lot of scary stories about rats and mice infestations and, you know, mm-hmm. antisocial behaviour. And if you're starting off and, and you finally got a house and it's near to where you want to be, um, that's brilliant. But if you've got a house and it's not going to be anything to you and it's, it's really scary where you are and you're completely alone, I think five years is a, lot, a long time to be left. But he's saying that the current way they're doing it is not deterring people from refusing. And, and the problem is, is that people have become too fussy, I think. I'm not saying, yes, there are cases where people are offered kips, you know, in really yeah. bad areas, right? But mind you, other people live in those bad areas. So people are being offered kips. And I can kind of understand, you know, if you've got a young family. But he's saying that maybe he's suggesting that people are taking the whiz now at this stage. You know, I like, I want to live near my mother. We all want to live near our mothers. Just some people, yeah, like, I, you know, I mean, when I was working and I got married first, I wanted to live near, well, my wife wanted to live near her mother. But we couldn't yeah. have afforded to do that where she lives. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no, of course. And I couldn't live there. My parents either I lived, you know, as near as I could possibly do, which was 10 miles away. Yeah. So, I mean, and, yeah, uh, you have to cut your cloth, don't you? Exactly, yeah. Like, at the same time, though, um, if you refuse, say you got, say, one house and, and it was horrendous in some place and that you had drugs, a big, huge problem, and that the guards are in and out on regular, the windows being broken. Do you put a young family in there that are starting out who've left, uh, you know, you know, I don't know how they would, mm. you know. See, I, I, I'm looking at some of the texts coming in and somebody says, for example, and which is quite common for people to say this, beggars can't be choosers. Now, I don't think they may literally mean it as beggars, but um, I suppose those, you're getting something being offered to you for, for nothing, practically. Um, and that you don't, you shouldn't really have a choice. And if you want something better, well, then you should aspire to it and work for it. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe the new, that's a good way of looking at things, that we all should pay for everything and only get what we want. Uh, pay for what we want in life. But if you're waiting and you've been in a in a, an area for the last five or six years, um, mm. you know, and you're waiting for a house and you've been put in hostels and homes and hotels, and they give you say two choices and they just happen to be two bad choices. I mean, I, I'm, I was looking at some of the figures this morning of people who were in temporary accommodation, and we've got ten thousand people in temporary accommodation, not the same ten thousand that were there last year, another ten thousand, so to speak, because it's obviously cyclical. But the yeah. amount of those people who refuse housing two and three times. So they're in a bad situation with their kids in a hotel and they're refusing housing because they know if they keep refusing, they'll get what they want. And this is yeah. what he's trying to get rid of, I suppose, this idea of this constant refusal that somebody has to take these houses. Yes. Um, like, who takes them? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, what do you do? Like, what, how, what is the solution to this whole horrible problem? You know, has anyone offered an alternative? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do you put people who are now in hostels and hotels, do you take, open up um, caravan parks and let them stay there for a number of years and try and build a family and then try and find a way to get a job and things? I feel sorry for the kids in these situations. Yeah, because, I mean, if you put, say, a woman with three children, a single mother, into, say, a place where it's overrun with drugs and, you know, rows on a daily basis and fast driving and, you know, donuts and people taking no, no responsibility for their life and actions, are you putting those children into a further life of the same... Life but I, I hate to be conservative, old doddery old shite, but where's the father of those children? And why isn't he taking responsibility oh, for his children? The father's never seemed to get a mention. No, I mean, no, the no. where are they? Where are they? That's another story. 
Well, I don't and, know. And why are they taking responsibility for the children? For example, you know, in a separation and divorce, the judge will order that, you know, if there's a father earning more money than a wife, the father has to maintain those children, you know, or pay their college fees or whatever it happens to be, right? So the father, you know, has a duty as well as the mother. I mean, she's raising the children, obviously. And he has a duty as well. Where, where are these fathers? Why aren't we making them answerable? And that, and how do you? How, how does that, that? That's another area that has to be changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many things happening, and we, we know, it just it, it's snowballed to a huge extent. Everything is snowballing out of control. You know, it's just like why am ridiculous. I paying? Why am I paying for their kids? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, why are taxpayers paying for their kids? I, I'm really, honest to God, I can't answer that because I know myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have lived like anything. Was, mm. If I couldn't provide for my own, I wouldn't be able to. You know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't expect anyone else to pay for anything that I've done in life with my children. Well, a listener has just texted in from the UK, and they said, "This is according to a UK a listener in the UK over there. If you refuse more than uh, twice, you don't get help anymore from the council because they see it as you have made yourself homeless." Okay. And, and I can, I can see the logic behind that. Not, not even five years. You're off the list altogether. We're not helping you anymore. You've made yourself so, homeless. What happens in, within those five years? What happens to the people who refuse and they don't get any? What, where do they end up? Are they on the street? Or has the government made but, yeah, it but, a patchwork? Yeah, but if you're refusing a house, you're putting yourself on the street. I know it's not ideal, but the whole idea in society is that it, we get basics. I mean, the government, the social welfare system provides us with basics to get through life, Right. It, the social welfare system is not designed for you to live on because we couldn't afford that because that wouldn't be fair either, right? That's a kind of socialist okay. notion, right? And we couldn't afford it. So the social welfare system gives you the basics to give you food, give you shelter, give you heat, give you water, everything else that you're supposed to get to live, right? And if right. you want something better, you have to work and aspire to it. Isn't that, what, isn't that the way life works? Or am I wrong? No, no, you're completely right. But, you know, there is a society where there is part of our society both in their way. They've never had to work. They've never had everything has been handed to them on a plate and the rest of us have sucked it up all along. Well then we need However, to stop you know, soaking it up. Huh? We need to stop sucking it up. Yeah, or exactly. if he's just saying let's mean, stop sucking it up. That's all he's saying. Yeah. So what happens then? You cut this this uh, gravy train where people are allowed to wait for two and three houses and they're allowed to wait for their choice of place. Well, how do you stop it? How do you regrow it? How do you re-educate people? How do you re we because I, 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 think, I think Owen is right in a sense that and a lot of people don't like him. It's the short, sharp shock, so to speak. If you don't take it, you're homeless. And it's okay, your own so problem. And you're, and you're off the list for five years. I where do you it, go with those five years? Do you stay on the street with your children? What do you do? Well, I think, do, I, I think, society, I, well, I, I think if an adult would say two or three children turns down a house knowing they're going to be off the list for five years and they're going to be homeless the children should be taken off them because they clearly don't have any responsibility for those children. So where are you putting those children? I take them off them. Where are you putting them? I know, what, that, sounds, I know that sounds harsh. But at that point, if you've got to a point where you're on a second refusal and that adult knows that their children and them would be in a bad situation if they don't take this house, you know, even for the time being, they could try and maybe get a transfer later. I don't know how the system works. But if they don't take that house, they're going to be off the list for five years and they don't take it. They're an extremely irresponsible person to do that to their children. Okay, I, I do understand what you're saying, but I don't know what the solutions are to these problems. I, I, I can't understand where we go with ha- well, Yeah, but it has to be, it can't be just an infinite system. There has to be a system whereby you say to people, this is what is available to you. This is the amount of money we can give you. This is what the taxpayer can fund. If you don't want that, there's nothing more we can do for you. If you if you want something better than that, go get a job. 
You know, but isn't that the thing? Isn't that the crux of it? Sure, that you know, hasn't our whole system been been in, in, inundated with all these people who were able to claim naturally and unnaturally here, and they're able mm-hmm. to get everything handed them in the place? What about the rest of the people who are struggling here to say pay for you know like nursing home accommodation for their elderly parents, trying to maintain their mm-hmm. homes, they're trying to keep cars on the road? Like, what? Why are we all doing that? And yet, okay. if mm-hmm. you can, well, 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 hang on a second. Well, let me just bring Jack in as well because Jack, you're on classic kids. How you doing, Jack? How are we getting on, Nile? Well, Jack, so Minister Murphy wants to change it from one year off the list to five years. Now, in the UK, there's no years. You're just off the list permanently if you don't take the second option. Well, well first, first and foremost, the problem lies with the, the, the state, with the council. The council haven't brought in sufficient rules, regulations and laws to stop antisocial behaviour in housing estates. And you can't blame hard, decent people that have the, you know, young families that are working hard but just can't get on the, 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 the mortgage ladder, moving into houses, and then expecting them to pay good rent for accommodation when you have serious antisocial behaviour, drug problems, and all sorts of stuff going on in an area. It's unacceptable and it's not, it's not, they shouldn't have to put up with it. So they yeah, have right. you're saying hard, you know, hard working, decent people, the majority of those who would be refusals, 5,459 of you, uh, wouldn't be hard working, de- when you're saying they might be decent people, but they're not hard working. Well, no, because well, the, the, the majority are probably not working. Well, well, whether they, well, whether they are or they aren't, that doesn't mean that they're antisocial. I'm not saying they, they I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not saying they are, but all I'm saying is, there has to be a limit and a level set whereby, you know, if you're expecting the state to support you and fund you and, you know, help you out, this is what we can do. These are the rules. This is how much money we can afford per person. Yeah. And this is the type of house, unfortunately, that we only have available to us at the moment. And you either like it or lump it. If you want something better, well, then unfortunately, you're going to have to, if it's a case of a single mum whose dad is pissed off, the father of the child, you need to find him and he needs to take responsibility for his children or you need to do something else yourself because the state can't be holding people by the hand for their whole life. Well, like I said, people that do rent accommodation off the state don't get it for nothing. They pay the rent Who? and they make money on it. That's, that's so, not- so nobody gets anything for nothing? Huh? So there's nobody getting anything for nothing? I don't believe so, no. I mean, well, then, what, if it's to say, we'll talk about a single mum with three kids, for example, or it could be a family with two, two kids and nobody's working and they're on a council house, who's paying for it? Well, um, I, I would say... No, 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 hold on. No, no, let's, let's put this argument once bit because I, I was on television one night and I was attacked on Twitter over this because I said people getting free houses. People do get free houses, Jack. They don't. There's no such thing as free houses. Right, yeah. okay. So they're paying a sub. They're paying a subsidised rent by the state for a council house. Not everybody, by the way, because a lot of people in council houses are working. I'm not talking about everybody. But I'm talking about people. You're saying people don't get free houses. There is a cohort of people out there on welfare in council housing. Yeah. Right. I now, mean, are, are you telling me they're not getting it for nothing? I don't I, believe anyone gets that for nothing. Okay, so what they're paying for is out of what? Their social welfare. Yeah. Okay, and where do they get the social welfare from, Jack? They're not earning it. Well, so they're getting it. So okay, so let's let's just nail it down. There are people getting housing for free. Yes, if you have a young woman that has the unfortunate problem of having three young kids and a waste of a father that's disappeared, yeah. Yeah, well, that's is that, is that her fault? No, didn't say it was. Well, yeah. Well, should she be punished for that? 
I'm not, nobody should be nobody should be punished but it's a circumstance that people find themselves in and then you have to do the best in that circumstance the best in that circumstance unfortunately is you're not going to live in a leafy suburb because you're not working you've got three kids and maybe the father is pissed off and abandoned well, you right so well okay but you're not going to live in a leafy suburb sorry Hang on a minute. Listen here. The reason why there isn't leafy suburbs around the place is because the state haven't taken their responsibility and dealing with their antisocial behaviour. Look at it. With people that are taking drugs. The council have to bring in laws to, for people, antisocial laws, to stop these people from ruling the roost and making ghettos out of areas. And when they do, then people won't have a problem with moving into housing estates and moving into this and that and the other. And there is other reasons for why people don't go in. As you said... Oh, well, the, Not close know, enough to my mother. Or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there, Niall, that would rather live on the street or live in a small little shed than live in an area and live in fear. Well, well the, mo- the most common reason for refusal, by the way, was not close enough to family. Is that an acceptable reason for a refusal? What's not an acceptable reason for a refusal? No, no. no. What, what isn't an acceptable reason? Uh, not close enough to your family. Well, okay, fair enough. I, I, that, I accept that. That's that's a good enough. That's, that's, that's a, the most common reason, by the way. It's well, not the most common. Maybe yeah. it is. But do, but do, would you, if you were in dire straits, and you were in a situation, would you live in fear and have yourself and your kids going to bed in your house in fear, not knowing if your house is going to get broken into or if somebody was going to be giving pushing drugs on your kids or something like that? Would you rather live on the streets or live in a shed? Where it's peaceful, where you're having a good night's sleep, or would you rather live there? Okay, well, let's put that to people. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 I'm asking you, is Owen Murphy right? He's saying part of the new plan is now instead of being basically banned from the housing list for one year, you'll be banned for five years after the second refusal. He believes the, the one-year ban is not enough of a deterrent to force people to take houses that are being offered to them. The problem is that many people on welfare and other situations are looking for council housing. Local authorities reveal that 5,459 applicants turned down housing in the space of two and a half years. Is that acceptable? The main reasons? and um, The area? Not close enough to be parents? Or there have been some ridiculous reasons, by the way. The most ridiculous reason I actually seen was I'm in Spain for the summer. Will the house be still available when I get back? That's us. I kid you not. The usual other reasons are always mentioned. Not enough room in the back garden for the trampoline. No green across the road for the kids to play in. Somebody else refused a house because they said there wasn't enough children on the road for our children to play with. I mean, really? Really when you're desperate? Should you really be doing that? Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, and the number is 87 Is Owen Murphy right? Somebody texts in and says, no, we're currently renting um, in a two or a three-bedroom house uh, with two children. Uh, we're hoping to get a house very soon. We have been already offered a two-bedroom house, uh, but as I said, we've just had another baby. Okay. Uh, did you not think about that before you had another baby? If you're being offered a two-bedroom house? I mean, why would you, why when you can't afford, uh, stop. Uh, Robbie, sorry, your classic hits. How you doing, Robbie? Oh, well, sorry, Robbie, I didn't switch on there. Hold on, I apologise. Sorry, Robbie. Jesus. I know, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Are you having a bad day, Robbie? I'm having a great day. I'm having a cup of tea here sitting in the sun. Oh, what sun? What country are you in? I'm I just found, at... I found a gap in the cloud and I'm <laughs> driving every five minutes just to stay in it. <laughs> 
I mean, I was yesterday, Robbie, I was coming home that gig last night from Bon Jovi, right? But on the way out to it, it was like 11 degrees and raining. And I'm going, it's nearly July. Like, what? We, you know what I mean? We put the heating on last night. I was, I was actually at home and I was watching the Horland. And I was watching, and I looked out the window over in Lucan where I live. And it was quite noisy as shit, kind of like it is now. And it was hurting down in Sample Stadium. And I mean, it was absolutely bucketing down and I went Jesus and then at about 6 o'clock I looked out the window and I heard a rattle on the window and I mean when I said the heavens opened boy Jesus I mean I mean if global warming really is going to increase the temperature of the planet by a couple of degrees you'll bring it on you know what I mean I'm sorry Robbie do well, you, know, you know what I mean well, well the worst thing about it is this is Evelyn Cusack and Evelyn knows as you know she does she does, she it, does. it's rain all the way through to July so if Evelyn's saying that it doesn't bode well does it no, it doesn't look good at all. Getting back to the situation, Robbie, something has to be done with so many people. I think there's a, there's a change in the climate. Uh, pardon the pun. There's a cl- in the, when it comes to housing as well. And I'm not going to disagree with you. I know you're going to say we need more houses. We do, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, right? Yeah. But those who are being offered houses and homes at the moment, there are more and more people turning them down. There's essentially what has happened is people have got fussier. Yeah, I mean, the local election shows <laughs> there's a, certainly a sea change in relation to the way people were looking at things, as you said, with the Greens. Well, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael holding and doing a bit better. But if you look at the left, took a really good hiding in the local elections and the European elections, you know? And that, for me, tells me there's a sea change there across the board, you know? Okay, the, the likes of the <laughs> Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael narrowly um, got small Mm. But if you look at the people before profits, the Sinn Féin's and the likes of those other micro groups as well, yeah. they took a beating. They took an absolute hoiding. But I, I, so, I think the Green vote was a bit of a protest vote, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I think what happened was that the low turnout that did occur... Yeah, it was miserable, the, the, yeah. The middle, the middle class turned out and voted Green. That's what happened. I mean, look at some of the areas in Dublin, particularly working class areas. Yeah, you know, there's like 9% yeah. of people in Vingles turned up to vote. Yeah, and 11 and 12% in parts of Tala. That's you know, dreadful. <laughs> like over the years you, you see the elections and I think the, the problem was that the, Are the they, message, but, but here they Robbie sorry for interrupting are they not voting because it doesn't affect them uh, i.e. it doesn't matter what government get in you're still yeah. going to get the HAP scheme you're still going to get your council house you're still going to yeah, get your dole I, I and I'm, I'm not that. saying by the way every of those areas are on HAPs and doles and council right. housing but obviously a lot of people are in council housing so in other words it doesn't affect them as much no, I think I think you're kind of right there as well. I mean, there's there's not really a million miles between a lot of the parties in this country. The Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael could have amalgamate in the morning and be the same thing, you know? Mm. There wouldn't be any difference of a Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael government because, as I said, they're pretty... Yeah, they're pretty much... They're, they're all speaking from the same like, side of their face. Yeah, yeah. they're speaking from the same side. You know, um, the likes of the HAP scheme, you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place with that. You'd love to get rid of all the HAP scheme and to build houses for that. But once you get rid of all the HAP scheme, then you're going to take people out of rented, rented accommodation and then deem them homeless. So, you know, um, I I look at it, and as you know, I used to be on the council, so I, I, I see in all this and how it happens and all the excuses. By the way, let me, let me be clear about this. You should never have enough housing for everybody. And I know that sounds like a bizarre statement. Yeah. Because if you did have enough housing for everybody, you'd have too much. Because housing should be cyclical. In other words... Well, you know, when people become of age or better themselves, they should then move out and leave it to somebody else or somebody yeah, else. Yeah, well, that, that's a major problem, as you know yeah. yourself. If we take Dublin as a point in case, sorry, country, we're not having a go with you here, we're just taking it as a point in case, is you look at uh, houses and take Crumman, for instance, as an area I know very well, and how many 
one or two people are living in a three bedroom house in that and are elderly and probably never gone upstairs in the house in the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you know? okay. Now, now, certain things that we need to do in relation to that is that we need to be building more, say, um, retirement homes and retirement villages. Yeah. You know, you know, that's what. Yeah, they're big in the States. You see a lot of them in the yeah, States, these exactly. villages. Yeah, and it'll. You know, but, um, okay, getting back to what Owen Murphy is talking about. So he wants, currently at the moment, we have a problem where more and more people are refusing housing, right? In other words, we have a, certainly there is a culture now of expectation of people to want something better than they would have got, say, 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So you're offered a gaff in Crumlin or Finglas or whatever, and you go, no, I'm not living there, not near me mother. Uh, you're offered somewhere else, and you say, no, not there. And so you get banned for a year off the, the list. He now wants to ban you for five years. Now, in the UK, they'll ban you forever, by the way. But he but wants I, to ban you for five years. Is he not right that there has to be a deterrent to stop people has, from constantly there refusing? There has to be some sort of a deterrent. I agree with you completely because, as I said, I've seen it myself firsthand of how it works. And, like, I mean, the likes of the Cumming and the Finglases, by the way, they're extremely hard to get a house in. No, I, no I'm, only, I'm, I'm just using yeah. as examples yeah. as not yeah. being near your mother. That's well, all. Yeah, but the, the, see the likes of these, and a lot of people who are on the house list don't realise that. Not many houses come up in those areas unless houses are built in them. And if you take the likes of Finglas and Cumming and all that, there's not a hell of a lot of room to build a lot of houses in them places. Yeah, and it's know? usually kids of people who live there who want to live there and want yeah, to buy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, yeah, if you want to buy there, even if you try to buy a house in Crumlin, it's very hard. You know, it's very hard. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I, I've seen people walk in and kind of go, mm, I want this, I'm going back to the other house and just walk straight back out, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, so what's the, what's the, should there be a punishment of some description yeah, or I think, look, a if sanction? You turn, if you turn down three houses, I mean, like, you know, like, come on. Well, in the UK, it's, it's called making yourself homeless and this, the council will stop supporting you. Yeah. I mean, on that thing, Jack as well says about they have to bring in laws about antisocial behaviour. There's a residential tenancies act there. That's what's called. That well, yeah, but the problem is we spoke to people before from Limerick in a certain area of Limerick and there was two particular families, and I remember at the time people were texting their names, um, who had been moved from another area because of, and they destroyed the other area with antisocial behaviour. Now they moved to a new area, destroyed that too. Yeah. The problem is you have to put them somewhere. Exactly. Apart, well, let's put that, if there are families like that who are destroying areas consistently, let's put them on an island somewhere. Well, look, I've, I got that when I was in the council and there was uh, families that were causing trouble in an area and I got some other people coming to me. And the rumour is that they're moving to this spot, say, don't you dare put them in there, like, you know what I mean? Uh, and you get it coming from all directions. I know there are, there are families in this country who are living in housing estates and everybody knows who they are and they should be put onto an island because they just are not capable of living in society properly. You know, they've robbed cars in their gardens and all sorts of carry on. We'll stay, we'll stay there for a second. Valerie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Valerie? I'm good, Nile. How are you? Good. You kind of essentially agree with Jack and you don't agree with Owen, Mac, uh, Owen McDermott. I was going to say, no, Owen no, Murphy. I do agree with Owen Harris. I think he's spot on, actually. Oh, Murphy. I think that really well, Owen Harris. Or Owen Mar- <laughs> or, sorry. Oh. Well, he is. He, he is he, he's the child of Leo Varadkin and Simon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I agree with him 100%. I think he's spot on. But before they can enforce that kind of a ruling, I do actually believe that the council do need to clean up the antisocial areas. I would think that they need to come down more or more hard, really, on the, anti- the families that are creating antisocial behaviour, that well, they should have a two or three strike policy. You know? Leave them homeless. They should be the homeless ones, you know? not the people that are raising their kids yeah. and doing right. Do you know what I mean? Leave yeah. them homeless. Who cares? Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's kids involved. That's the problem. But but in saying that, when there's adults sure they're dragging this, their kids up because I, mean, I, right. I've seen a couple really? of areas like that and one particular development isn't too far from me, and the houses are absolutely magnificent. Beautiful red brick houses. They were all bought 
for a tax write-off, I think, by private landlords years ago. You could, you could buy one now for €50,000 because, unfortunately, what they did, they're built around mature trees. It's the most beautiful area, very central to the city. But they put in two families that were drug dealing and they're all boarded up now. And you see the kids on a trampoline in the middle of the day out there with their vests on and their nappies on and they're thrown out in the street all day long while the parents are drug dealing. But now I believe they've boarded up those houses. Those two tenants have gone out of there. But they've rehoused them in another area to do the same kind of, yeah. you know, destroy those areas. Sure, that's absolutely ludicrous. That wouldn't go on in any other country in the yeah. world. Well, uh, that's, that's what I said. They should be homeless. You're right. Or they should be on an island somewhere because yeah, why, they're not capable why? of living in society. Nobody owns anything for those. They're destroying well, areas. Sorry, Robbie. And they're destroying families. The, the huge problem that you have there is that there was always a case of social integration across the board where you don't build social. It's just that you build housing estates and then you mix the social and the private in together. Well, that's you know, what they did in this particular area. Yeah, It was actually some, a private, private estate, but they've destroyed it. Well, that's what People that's like that. I was going to make is that you're going to have that small percentage. An unfortunate thing is you look at any of these so-called uh, working-class estates or working-class areas that have a bad name, you'll find that it's a very, very small percentage of people who are causing that trouble, you know? Yeah, but, and that's the you know, they can, they, they can destroy three or four families in an area of 30 or 40 houses. Actually, they create look, havoc seen, in those areas. I've seen the in the 80s and yeah. the, the 90s destroy many a family who weren't even bad families, if you get me, you know? Exactly. And they're no, destroying the children's lives because yeah. they're, they're being introduced to drugs very early on. And they're creating more problems for society, and the cost is much much higher yeah. in the long run if that's not resolved early on. See, the problem is, I agree with you, Valerie, and I agree with Robbie saying, I much Jack said earlier on as well in relation to that, and this antisocial behaviour. If you've got a family that are constantly involved in antisocial behaviour, personally, I don't care about them. If, they, if they're homeless or not, nobody should really care about them because they're incapable of living in a normal society. But the problem is, is that they have rights. And they have, just like everybody else, they have a right sure, to shelter. They have more rights than the, the decent people. Well, it seems... The decent people are expected to live next to them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, oh, yeah. that, that, yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, well, in I mean, England, haven't they got it's, laws, ASBO laws? It's, it's, like, it's like the kids. We spoke about there last week, the kids who are misbehaving in primary school that you can't suspend them. And I remember talking to a primary school... Uh, principle about this before, you can't expel a child, say, of nine years of age from a school who's involved in antisocial behaviour in the class or bullying people because you have to put him into another school. He has a right to an education. Yeah, yeah but put him in a special school. Yeah, well, well, okay, so let, let, well, then I agree with segregate you. Segregate them. They should be well, segregated. They shouldn't well, be allowed okay, great idea. Then let, let's build an area, particularly for these bad we'll families. each other. Yeah, Absolutely. and they can all live together. Mm. Absolutely, well, in an isolated spot. <laughs> but another problem yeah. that you have there, Noel, at the moment is, and you could do a whole show on this one, is that this this country and this town especially is out of control with antisocial behaviour. And I'm talking about like gangs of youths going around and causing havoc and gang fights and everything on the, on the streets. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And that's not going over the top. And do you think that's all part of this problem? Is that why people don't want to move to houses? Or is it just... Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. Are, are people not just being a bit spoiled? Is there not the um, sense of entitlement no. not gone up a little bit? Um, maybe in it some has. cases. But not yeah, in it has. Robbie won't admit it. Oh, no, it definitely it. has. I said in some cases, but not But law and order is also out of control. No, I agree, I agree with Robbie that law and order is out of control, but Valerie, you agree the sense of entitlement in the last 10 or 15 years has gone up. Absolutely. Oh, I, didn't I know people renting out houses. can't tarnish everybody with the same brush. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Valerie. There, yeah. is, there is a sense of entitlement. People renting out houses. Oh, hang, hang on. Just sorry. One more. I'm going to one at a time. Sorry. Hang on, Robbie. Just two seconds. Sorry, Valerie. Go ahead. No, I know people renting out houses and they can't get tenants in unless they've new flooring throughout, specific type of flooring, new kitchens. 
their entire, you know, what what their requirements are. It's a very high standard, actually. And these you are know? people on HAP, you're talking about on HAP scheme? Exactly. All right, okay, stay there a second. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, let me just go to Irene. <laughs> Irene, you're on Classicist. Thanks, Valerie, for joining in there. Irene. <laughs> Hi, Niall. <laughs> Irene, I mean, what what do you think of this situation that Owen Murphy says that, you know, you're off the list for five years? Well, you see, it depends on the situation. My attitude is if people say, like that call you've just got in, that text, it's not the year I require. Yes, put them off for five years, totally agree with them. But if it comes to the situation, as your previous two callers stated, when you're putting people into areas that are unbelievable, you can't expect people to take those areas because they're, they're, you just couldn't wear a cat and never mind a human, you know, in most of those areas. And until the government and the council and the police force and the whole lot clean up these areas, then people will take houses. And I totally agree with you, Niall, on the basis that all these thugs should be put into one area, which they've done in Italy and they've done in France. And they're just in an area and let them kill each other and do what they like. And I and I agree with that in principle. My biggest problem, one of my biggest problem with that is, is the kids of those people. Them should well, you breathe their own now. No disrespect to you. I know. Well, I know. But the, the problem is that well, then it's a never-ending cycle because Absolutely. the kids of that area will grow up well, being scumbags. Yeah, but you see, unfortunately, well, they could be taken off and put into care if they're dragged up uh, like that. I, well, I would agree with that. By the way, can I just say no, just they'd be better off with the care than being raised by those. Excuse me. I said, you allowed them to walk out of hospitals with babies in their arms and they're drugged out of their head. Mm. So yeah. if you really care about the children of this country, that has to stop there. That child should be exactly. taken away immediately. And then you're not creating it's a circle all the time because they're breeding their own, which is unfortunate for the child. Exactly. Because the child has no future. Now, my yeah. other point is that we have foreign nationals coming into our country and they're being housed prior to our own. And the statistics you threw out there in regards to those in hotel rooms, he only made an announcement last week. Seventy-five percent of the amount of foreign nationals come now, so you can't yeah, just kick out a certain element of society. There'll always be an element of society who thinks, "Oh, I'm entitled." But people are not like that. And it was also given out last week that people's rents have gone so high that they're in hotels. These people work. There's a Lena example looking for a house. Thousands like her. With the banks, the way they have their agreement done for the loans, they can't get out. No, and, but that, and that's a different policy we need for people like Helena, who are willing to work, who are willing to pay. Um, so we need a shared ownership scheme or something like that, where the state becomes the bank and the mortgage holder. And another person says, Niall, if you're given a council house, would it be kitted out? And do you get a grant uh, to furnish it? A lot of houses uh, by the council now in my area. Well, you, you do, you get, a, you get a grant, don't you? A foreign national, too. I know that because I worked Well, no, I know, I know she's not a foreign yeah. national. She's Irish and she got a cheque for, I, I think it was somewhere in the region of 1700 Yeah. when she yeah. moved in to, to and get... And then the girl told me she wanted more and she went and got more. I worked with this woman, you know. So she gets a house for nothing yeah. with a fully fitted kitchen, usually yeah. brand new, um, and and then they hand you a cheque as well. Oh, yes. That's B- because you're too lazy to get up off your hole, go and work and buy your own furniture. As I said, now you can't class everyone that way because they're in hotel rooms. There is genuine people working, there are. you know, there and there's genuine people who are renting. They can't afford to save. The whole structure needs to be changed. If you come in here from a foreign country, you go on a list like everybody else. You can't be prioritising people because then that re- re- uh, starts resentment.
So yeah, you know somebody, I mean? like somebody just sent me a, a video here, and there's like a running battle going on in a corner house between families, yeah. and they just and they message and said, "No, this is Bally Fairmont yesterday afternoon." You that can't. Was cherry orchard. It's an old. Oh, cherry orchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said you can't blame people not wanting or rejecting exactly. these houses. And areas. I'm going back thirty years ago in Ireland. That was the way it was then up there. And I'm going to say, if you look at the Sunday paper yesterday, they actually have lads in the paper in the housing estate with machetes and guns. <gasps> You know what I mean? And this is happening. Yeah, but, but here, here's, here's the thing, right? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking all the time, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Irene, I wouldn't want to live beside somebody who's going around no, with guns and, and dealing I, drugs, no. right? But in saying that, we're blaming the government, right? And the, and the government should be doing more. And yet, the government could be doing more and there has to be ways of dealing with this, right? But realistically, it's the people that turn places into ghettos, not the government. Absolutely. Yeah, but and that's where, but years ago when you got a place off the corporation, that, if you yeah. grew chalk, but even but even I was a kid when I was younger. <laughs> you know what I mean. But where I lived, well, I'm happy. I'm I'm okay to say. But what I I was talking about this yesterday. Actually, we, we were driving past. And I drove past my old house yesterday. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I was yeah. saying, I remember when I lived there, right? Mm-hmm. And because I was a kid, I didn't see it as a kid, right? Yeah. But I know at the time it was. Now I'm sure it's a lovely place. Now it's I don't know Edenmore. Compared, at that time, it was nothing compared. But to half of Edenmore was in Mountjoy Jail. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I mean no, where yeah, I lived. Yeah. yeah. I mean it was. That doesn't mean I'd say the majority of people like like where I was raised were. Lovely, yeah. hard-working, decent men yeah. and women, you know? But I mean, I, I think my dad's rent was £6, I think it was £6 yeah. a month or something ridiculous. And then also you see what the government allowed happened with that gentleman was saying to you there, the likes of Crum and all. Most people bought them. Mm. Most of them are private housing now. You see, and that's because they didn't they fill that hole by building new houses, you know what I mean? Most of them areas are bought. All right, so the message coming in, Niall. I never got that. I live in a one-bedroom council gaff. I never got a check or didn't come fully fitted, and I work full-time. I wish they would do a rent-to-buy scheme or something. Yeah, well, you work. See, the problem is you work, so you probably mean that you aren't entitled to the check, the few quid to buy the telly and the carpet and the beds and all that goes with it. Thank you to Valerie, and thank you to Irene who got involved in that conversation. A lot of people, by the way, agreeing with Owen Murphy, but um, they're saying you daren't say it in society because people believe that you're wrong all the time. Everybody thinks Owen Murphy's a bad man to somebody else, and somebody else says he's just trying to do a job to fight against the socialist entitled brigades that are out there. Uh, Fair play to you, You're the only one on radio who actually ever calls it out for what it is. The rest of the talk shows on radio all do the same thing, and they pander to those who are constantly availing of our welfare system. Well, I mean, you just have to say it as you see it, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're, I mean, look, if you want something nice and you want to live in a nice area, you have to work for it. Now, I do understand there are vulnerable people out there who can't work, who for whatever reason can't get themselves into that situation. And maybe it is a single parent with two kids where the, this guy is pissed off and left her, abandoned her. You know, and somebody says, no, don't be picking on single parents. I'm not. I'm just giving you a, a scenario. It could be, yes, a politician or it could be, I doubt very much, by the way, there are there is one politician I know of who's availing of social housing, by the way, and he shouldn't be, absolutely shouldn't be, not on the money he's on. Uh, nobody, anybody on 100 grand a year shouldn't be available, availing of social housing. If you're availing of social housing and you're on over 100 grand a year, there's something very wrong with the system, right? Very wrong with the system. You should be chucked out of it immediately and given to somebody else. But if you're availing of a social, uh, social housing, unfortunately, you know, ra- unless it's a complete and utter dive, you have to take what you're given. That's the way it works. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.